The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire.com and Masters Ball. Great to be talking with you, Todd. Although, in lieu of two start starters for next week, we're just going to have kind of an open show, uh, talk about some pickups as we usually do, but um, just maybe have a little bit of a shorter show today, if possibly. But this is the first of three shows for us this weekend, Todd. You and I will be on MLB Network Radio then tomorrow and Series uh, SM Fantasy Sunday talking football. I don't really get nervous for these things anymore, but that one has me a little nervous because I don't talk football much. I I was unaware. I don't. Uh, it's going to be interesting how the two of us are going to pull <laughs> off. Uh, we got to schedule what four guests, right? We got to let's just schedule four know, guests. I, and, <laughs> I was looking can, at a couple guests at least. Oh yeah, we, we, yeah. We we definitely uh, we definitely need to schedule some guests. We can still talk. I mean, at least the way it's been, it's 50-50. We can still talk mm-hmm. some baseball. But um, I, I, I thought, I'm all prepared. No, uh, yeah, no, for sure. We talked we talked some football last week, and I'm still happy they're letting us talk some baseball on the Sunday show. But um, I was, was prepared, nice. and I'm a little I'm a little upset. I thought we were going to talk uh, Cape Cod League starting pitching th- this week uh, <laughs> in, in lieu of uh, in lieu of in lieu of major league. Uh, so I, I guess I'll have to put my notes away. Oh, I think we may have lost Todd right there, but uh, that's live podcasting for you. Uh, Cape Cod League, there he is. Myself with that little goofy hand motion to, uh, you know, the site, the, the the effect of uh, putting my papers, which I don't have, away. Sorry about that, Yank folks. The, uh, the, I don't uh, know what I did. <laughs> well, no problem. You know, I, I just uh, glad to but I'm plugging him back in. I'm a professional, folks. Professional yes, podcaster, we are, we're very right. professional <laughs> on this Friday morning show. Uh, should, I, should I hit my microphone? <laughs> we, right. uh, we've been at it for a couple years, but we're still figuring things out on this end. Uh, but, uh, 58 years, and I'm still figuring it out. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I'm coming up on my 10 year anniversary here at Rotowire. It's crazy how time flies. Uh, but you, you know, you come up on those big milestones, you start thinking about these things. But um, Todd, I was talking with James on Wednesday, and James actually had dropped Vidal Bruhan in our stake league. So he was available this week. He was playing the stash game, mm. but then he dropped Vidal Bruhan. So he was available. He went for seven. It was kind of a lighter fab week this week. Uh, fab runs in this league overnight, Thursday, Friday. Vidal Bruhan was sent down after that one for three showing. I guess he went one for six when you include game two, but I know he's one for three with a stolen base in game one. I expect him to be back today. I, I've thought that's a possibility. At least I've heard, that's what I've heard. I know he was the designated 27th man, but I think Bruhan is essentially here for good. That's what the reports have been, right? That, yeah. that it's all administrative and it's just yeah. a way of, way of doing it. And they probably doing it this way may have given him an extra day to decide who gets – cut or maybe someone got injured so it's kind of like putting your your guy in your utility utility spot 
during the transaction week so you can make the most flexibility coming out. But anyway, right. And and Bruhan, like you mentioned, he hit the ground running, right? You got a steal. That's, he's added power this year, but steals, you know, speed is supposed to be the primary part of his game. So he showed right away he's going to run. Yeah, you love to see him do that. I am looking to just confirm, but I, I do think everything I've seen was suggesting that it was just a procedural move. Oh, it was more than a suggesting. Okay. They much came out and said it. Okay, that's good. I was looking for the tweet, Mark Tompkins. But... Mark, yeah, Tompkins. Mark Tompkins, who's been kind of on top of all this, uh, was pretty definitive. Uh, it has, I mean, you know, it's not definite, but Tompkins is pretty good about all these things. And uh, by the time, well, those seeing this live, is not going to say it. But by the time some of you folks uh, check it out later, it could be done. David Price was the top arm this week. He went for six. Griffin Canning was the uh, corresponding drop there. I I suspect he will probably be in the rotation again sometime soon. But uh, I guess this just speaks to how starting pitching is pretty scarce. Price? Price? Oh, he's starting today, isn't he? Yeah, he's starting. Well, he's starting. Yeah, with the asterisks of he's not stretched out. Mm-hmm. So uh, the but, but the he intention could stretch out from here. I mean, that's the intention. Mm-hmm. It has to be with with um with now. I mean, aside from aside from Mr. Bauer's uh, problems, Clayton Kershaw's on the IL. Yeah, right. I'm and moving Price get... over to the rotation on our depth chart right now. Yay! Yes, as we speak, making that move behind the fourth wall. So yeah, it, it, he's he's needed. It's not it's not a luxury at this point. David Price was a luxury. Now he's a necessity. Yeah, it's, uh, the way he's worked out. And and Bueller is past, obviously well past the innings from last year. So we'll see how he's managed over the second half. So yeah, the Dodgers who you can never have too much starting pitching. You know they're the examples. They're uh, you know they were a bevy of riches. Not so much anymore. Hopefully Kershaw's back. Uh, and when I say back, it's not his back for a change, right? It's actually his arm. But uh, we haven't haven't heard uh, when was the MRI today. It's 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 I haven't heard any diagnosis really. Yeah, it looks like he's undergoing that MRI on his forearm today. So we should have more on Kershaw later. So that's good. Uh, but you mentioned you know the innings, and Julio Urias has already blown past his career high. He's already right. passed 100 and never previously cleared 80. So I'd imagine they're going to have to take some measures to, to limit his workload too. So, yeah, there's such a – on paper, such a deep rotation, but every team's depth is tested and their depth just vanished uh, in a hurry, the Dodgers. But they're still a juggernaut. I, Cody Bellinger's been kind of sneaky awful. 604 OPS. Has not been pretty for the uh, pitching staff or the offense, really, with Bellinger and Betts underperforming. Bellinger, I'm more he, worried about than Betts. Yeah, I, I I believe it was the Miami Marlins pregame show that was focusing on Bellinger and have getting a little bit more loft than normal. And I don't think they actually mentioned the fact that that is detrimental with the ball they're using this year. But they just wanted to show that he's he's not he's he, the, the he's not hitting fly balls with as much authority, and that hurts power. It hurts uh, you know just extra base hits and home runs are hits too, so it ends up hurting the average. So I haven't verified it or done my own looking at it, looking at the underlying numbers. Everybody knows I'm into the composite exit or, or the component composite component average exit velocity. Uh, we'll be checking that out, but apparently, that was the uh, result of the the Miami Marlins broadcasting crew previous to their series that Bellinger isn't driving the ball as hard. Now, remember, he's coming off an off year last year too, right? Mm. And I know it was a shortened season, but he played fifty six games and you know a seven eighty eight OPS. And the previous season was his, was you know was the crushing year. The one before that was an eight thirteen OPS. So now you have to begin to wonder. Is 2019 the outlier? You know, how good is he? Uh, so it's going to be interesting because when we do, you know, projections, if you will, next year, two of the three years that go into the foundation are going to be pretty poor. Mm-hmm. And it's 
at least mathematically oriented projections are going to have him, you know, well away from the first round, second round, right? It's going to be seventh or eighth round numbers wise. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bellinger. Yeah, three homers this year. It is only 31 games. He was on the IL for a long time, but even uh, so, pretty shocking. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, half a year to get it going again. And I say, I mean, who's to say what's going to happen? But yeah, I do. I, I, I didn't. I did not have a chance to do it uh, since seeing the, the the pregame. But I did want to look up, do my own kind of analysis on Bellinger because uh, he could be an important player down the down the. You know, you see someone that you want to go out and acquire in a deal, for instance, because there's a good chance whoever drafted him isn't doing so well. So maybe you can, uh, you know, swing a deal. Behind uh, Price and Vidal Bruhan in the Rotoir Stake League this week, Zach McKinstry for five. I know he hit a big, big homer earlier this week, so that was nice to see. He hasn't really team. done much. This, I mean, time. it's a sixteen-team league, so of yeah. course it's going to do this. But you know, weekly when you read these off, this is a big "What have you done for me lately?" sort of league, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and it makes sense because it's a Rotowire staff league. So a lot of these, I'm sure there's some behind-the-scenes folks that are constantly do, you know, doing news updates and keeping you know that sort of thing and not always you know the pleasure of us having our mugs on camera like this or voices over the air. You know, There's a lot of people doing the grunt work that are keeping up with this. So it does kind of make sense that, that that's sort of a, the lean of this league. Yeah, by the way, it feels like maybe there's a little lag here. Maybe the internet's not the best in the office, so I want to apologize if the listeners are getting some of that. But we'll do our best here. Uh, Croyo was a $4 pickup. He's back for your Red Sox. And I actually I have him in the Derek Van Riper's Maki League. And I kind of – I was just kind of liking what I'm seeing from Arroyo. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what he does. I guess he's back earlier this week in homered, so that's good that he – Hit the ground yeah. running in his return. There's gonna, there's a, in my end for the, the apologies. You may be hearing the pitter patter of, of rain in the background. I closed the window as much as I could, but uh, it's been raining. We're getting the, the, the tropical storm remnants up here in New England. So apologize for that. All right. Uh, the Red Sox, there's gonna be some log jams. You know, this is a good, you know, a good thing, a good problem to have when you, you know, I wish there were maybe some better players. Filling up these log jams, but uh, there, there's there's going to be some log jams after the break when uh, Tanner Hawk's supposed to come up in the rotation. Arroyo is now, you know, b- back as you mentioned, but with, with Kiki Hernandez and well, they sent Michael Chavez down. Uh, the potential of Franchi Cordero coming up to play some first base with with Bobby Dahlback and still Jeter Downs. There are a lot of players and not that many positions here, so something's got to give. So I mean, Arroyo and Hernandez, these guys could be playing. I don't know for for a roster spot, but they definitely could be playing for additional playing time at this point because I think there's going to be some changes in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I actually put in 19 bids last night, and 18 of those were behind a $3 Chad Green. I ended up getting <laughs> Chad Green for 3 bucks. The reason I put so many in was because I thought I wasn't going to get Green. Uh, I ended up getting it for 3 which I am happy about, and that actually – Kind of segues into uh, your latest Z files, which will be up on the site. I got a little preview of it, uh, but what a relief! Kind of looking at guys who could help you in the the short weeks coming up, or the short week coming up, and uh, also if you can change your lineups for the weekend, like we can in this league. Um, I think Green's a great add, and plus you get the potential for a new closer. I, I don't know the way things are heading. I don't know if maybe Chapman's hurt, but. Um, I think Green needs to be rostered in pretty much every league at this point. All right, so I Chapman is is in a bit of a rut. I don't know if he's going to lose his grip on the job, but uh, the YouTube folks saw me do a little uh, little visual there, but um, air quote grip. But um, if you have to explain, oh, it, Zola, I see. I yeah, see. If you, I, Zola, I tabbed if, over, so I didn't see. Yeah, if you have to explain it, Zola, it's not funny. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Green is a good pickup regardless. Got to believe that, you know, I, maybe Green closes another time this weekend. 
I think that you used a break to get Chapman's head on or whatever, and I think he, he probably picks the job back up after the break. But it's still, it's a it's a it's a save. Maybe another save over the weekend, maybe two, because Chad Green's a really really good pitcher. And as I talk about in the piece, there are six teams that have four games coming out of the break. The uh, one being the Yankees as they play the Red Sox on Thursday. Imagine that a standalone game on uh, national TV. It's a makeup mm-hmm. game. If they didn't schedule it that way, to be fair, why they didn't play doubleheader? I'm, well, why? Because they can have a standalone game on Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, so the Sox Yankees play on Thursday, and then they so they have four opportunities. And Detroit, Minnesota, and Miami and Philadelphia have doubleheaders coming out of the break on Friday. So, uh, it's a good idea to look for relievers. And what we're talking about here is in leagues where there's a short week and I was surprised I did a poll to find out how many leagues are using a, a the, the I guess 11 days when you include Thursday, the, the long transaction period. And basically what that means, folks, is there will be a, a an 11-day pitcher rankings coming out next week, but that's neither here nor there. But, uh, but the point being, if you've got in a league where you've got a couple of roster spots where you can afford to pick someone up, drop, and then replenish them, uh, using a middle reliever is kind of a cool way to get a couple Ks to help help your ERA, maybe pick up a win, and if you use the right player, maybe even get a save. So it's, it's a common ploy in the NFBC. I'm sure you'll see several NFBC-ites tweeting about it over the next couple of days. You know, those that you know that, that like to brag about strategy and not keep it to themselves or get paid to talk about strategy. Um, but yeah, it's something that will happen, and and a guy like Green will cost more than a guy like uh, uh, Jonathan Loiza on the same team, or uh, mm-hmm. Lucas Lutke, who are also doing the job for the Yankees in their bullpen, getting some strikeouts and our options for next week. Yeah, we'll talk more about those relief options later in the show. But um, more pickups here on the starting pitching side. Tyler Anderson was picked up. I don't know what his schedule looks like, but I imagine he must have a favorable matchup coming out of the break or something. And then Tyler McGill, I know you and Jeff were talking about him on the XM show last Sunday. Uh, he was still out there in this league. He was only a $1 ad. So, you know, he uh, was not a high priority for me. I think I did have him on my waterfall. But um, Tyler McGill's, I guess, worthy of attention. He somebody who was just not on my radar coming into the season, but uh, these pop-up guys happen every year and it seems like he's worth taking seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Mets, I mean, you like the situation. The team is winning. We'll, we'll see what happens when they, when they make up, I think they are eight or nine games in the hole, if you will. And, uh, we'll see what happens at the end of that. They're they're Pythag, they run differential. Although I was the I was the one that tweeted out, be careful with that because all the research done on the Pythag, Bill James Pythag, run differential is based on 162 game season, and there's going to be some wacky stuff if you use short samples and, and try to make some um, con- base base some conclusions on that. But McGill has got one start against Pittsburgh tomorrow in a doubleheader. Yeah. And I, I kind of like using my starters in a doubleheader, let them go five, and you don't worry about the bridge. And with uh, with the Mets, you don't want to have to worry about the bridge. And you get right to the closer, Marcus Stroman, going the first game. You mentioned Tyler Anderson. He's uh, he's matched up against the Mets mm-hmm. in, in, in that game, I assume. Well, one of the two games, we have it as the first. Max Cranick going the second game. Anderson then has an uh, – a second game against the same Mets next week. I think there are four, four series of sort of rematches around the break where it's kind of a home and home where the, the, the two teams are playing. I think uh, the Brewers and Brewers and Reds are one of them. There's, I think, four series where the same two teams match up before and after the break, which is unusual scheduling. We'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, I just uh, – I was looking a little bit at – Tyler McGill, not to be confused with Trevor McGill. Um, but yeah, he's got, you know, the K numbers are what was standing out early on with him. Uh, eight Ks in his second start, then seven 
So overall, he's got a uh, 19 to 6 K to walk. He has given up three homers in as many starts. But yeah, with that matchup, certainly uh, looks like he's worth picking up. If you can use him for that matchup, then it looks like he's at Reds coming out of the break, Tyler McGill. Yes. Um, sorry. I'm just, I'm, you know, num- num- number scouting, if you, uh, if you will. Uh, 25 years old. The only we only have him in the minors in 2000 this this past year. So yeah, what what has he been doing? That's uh, a good question. I think I what a, I, think I asked James about it, but I can't even remember. Yeah, uh, uh, we, I don't know if he was overseas. I'm looking trying to trying to check out our notes, uh, or, or if he if he potentially has been hurt. Yeah, again, yeah, this is an interesting show. You're seeing some back. Uh, we're doing our research on the show, folks, and and changing the de- changing the site on the show. This is good stuff. Uh, but the point, McGill didn't show quite the strikeout ability when he was on the farm. Well, you know, no, actually he did. 42 strikeouts in 26 innings. The point I wanted to make was uh, at 25 years old, he was ahead of the level. So the translation, <laughs> that we weren't sure about the translation. Uh, it's one of those guys where do you trust the numbers, these, you know, strikeouts or strikeouts, or the fact that he was so much older for the level and the fact that he was doing a lot of that work against players who didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's kind of in my head. That's the point I wanted. You know, that's sort of the unknown about McGill. So it's an unknown. It's in this. It, it's 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 that mentality that we talk about where someone's going to pick him up, and it's just not in my DNA to take a chance on something that I don't know, and mm-hmm. I miss out on a lot of players of this nature. Uh, you know, who's someone in the first half that was uh, like this. So, um, but right. As you say, he's striking guys out at the major league level and not walking many. So this is your chance. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you got to just act. I do think he's a little risky, but uh, just cause he is an unknown, but. Yeah. In the Mets system. So I don't know. Maybe there's an ID matching issue or something. But, yeah. <laughs> or maybe he just wasn't in our database when he was pitching back then. Or something. something. But he was a uh, eighth-round pick in 2018. But, yeah, not a highly touted prospect. But if you uh, if you want to take a chance on Tyler McGill, I think you're justified. Before we move on, a real quick word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now we're back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast sponsored by WinBet. Clay Link here with Todd Zola. In lieu of two-star starters, we're just taking a look at some pickups, and we'll also talk about Todd's latest Z-Files column, looking at some relief pitchers who could help you in the short week. Uh, Adam Ottavino fits that mold if if he's still out there. James Anderson picked him up for a buck. He was on my list. Um, I think you tweeted earlier this week that, you know, Ottavino as the number two may end up, end up with more saves than a lot of teams number one. So 
I think he's just a nice arm to have, even if he's on your bench a lot of weeks. Yes, aside from the little weirdness with with Shohei Otani, that was kind of weird. It's kind of out of character. You got a little uh, out of you know, got a little bit uh, you know uh, uh, overly enthusiastic after striking Otani out on his birthday, and he kind of let him know. And it was just weird. It was not too much of it was made of it. But anyway, the point being, Adovino's getting uh, the Red Sox are providing so many save opportunities. And Brad Barnes is getting to work that Adovino's found a place for eight saves so far. So, I mean, he may end up with 10 or 12 or 13. That's going to be more than a few teams' his number one guy. So it's just, it, he's just like you mentioned, a nice guy to have on your team. Yeah, I, um, I remember Adam Adovino kind of caught some headlines when he said a couple years ago that he could easily strike out Babe Ruth, and I guess he kind of just did that, and so he must, he must have been excited that he was justified <laughs> in saying that. Um, because he kind Actually, of it wasn't a strikeout. Babe Ruth. Oh, it wasn't? It wasn't a strikeout. Part of okay. the issue was, or, or part of the reason why people were so upset, was Adovino, uh, Adovino I'm sorry, Otani uh, lined a 100-mile-an-hour line drive into the shift. It was the last out of, oh, the, of the game. He didn't I strike see. him out. He uh, is like you know he, he I don't want to say got lucky but because it's you know <laughs> is it luck that the that the defense is in the right spot I mean there's a lot of a uh, lot of scouting that goes into that but no the point being um, yeah it was just weird he just uh, you know happy birthday bitch or something like that and um, I don't think anything was meant by it but of course Angels fans went through the roof Red Sox fans saying calm down and the rest of the country could care less. Yeah, so I guess it's still uh, TBD as to whether Ottavino could strike out Babe Ruth. So yeah, if it was exactly. A, if it was a grounder, I think he probably could. Just given his stuff. Uh, well, Heath Babe Ruth's going to be well over 100 years old. <laughs> yeah, I think he could do it now. Looking. Yeah, the old looking, joke. Like the classics. Uh, I, I picked up Heath Hembry for a buck, so I was kind of happy with that. I didn't expect to get Chad Green or Heath Hembry. Um, I know Amir Garrett's gotten a few, but Hembry seems to have the lion's share, I'd say, for right now. And I know TJ Antone got delayed, so he may be a drop, honestly. And Hembry, just not great, but maybe one of those guys who, kind of like the, the group that you wrote about, who can help, you know, short period, short window to help. He didn't make my list, primarily because the, the idea was, a you know, churn and burn or whatever the expression is and with all those walks he could do more damage in one outing than he can help so i try that that goes the same with any of these relievers obviously but i did pick relievers that have been pretty reliable at least lately um we get one outing over you know could could occur to anybody but yeah but especially with with hembry's walks uh the 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 heath hembry experience may not be as advantageous. Now, I picked him up in, in Otno. I don't remember if it was my points league or my roto league, but you know, relievers are when you when everybody starts five relievers, you get pretty thin. So I I, I, I missed out on the guy I wanted more. I forget who it was, another potential closer. I think it was Miami, um, Anthony Bender. Someone outbid me. But um I did end up with Hembry, so I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, I just I know you know that with Sims out and Antone, there's it looks like there's a little window, and I don't know if those guys are going to be ready right after the break either. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, also picked up Jared Dyson for zero. We're into the, the zero dollar range now. Uh, actually, no, before that for a buck, Ranger Suarez. He did make your your article, did he not? He did, and he. I think he's the he's the close me closer the reliever. I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but usually when you're thrust into the reliever role, uh, closer role, you've at least been getting saves. You've been working in leverage. He didn't have a hold. Suarez did not have a hold yet this season. So mm-hmm. it was just it was just I think it was just more of you know what Girardi saying we got nobody else. This guy's doing well. Uh, I'm going to give Ranger Suarez a shot, and who knows if he runs with it, Hector Norris. Alvarado, they may have more strikeout potential, but they're having other issues. So, thirty-one Ks and thirty-two and two-thirds. It's not dominant. It's just you know, it's a batter. You know, next after next game, he could have a batter inning. 
uh, strike out a batter an inning, but it, it's it's right in that cusp. So, but he didn't. Uh, Suarez did get a save on July third. The team has not given any save opportunities since then. But based upon usage patterns, I think it was even last night in a blowout. I think Nariz pitched the eighth and Suarez a ninth. So sometimes you can just tell by the relative order that usage patterns are saying that Suarez remains the guy. Maybe we'll have a, a shot over the weekend because Philly is one of those teams that has two games, doubleheader next Friday. And mm-hmm. uh, who, who's to say right coming out of the break, but what I've been tracking it and the, the rare, the few times that a team's had a chance to sweep a doubleheader this year, I think only like once, maybe twice they've used the same closer. And I think maybe, I think it was maybe uh, Hendricks was one, Liam Hendricks teams just aren't, going to the same closer twice in the doubleheader. Mm-hmm. By the way, I was just uh, making some adjustments to the grid because Snell not yeah. pitching today. Yeah, he didn't feel great. Yeah, he uh, – I guess they ruled him out not pitching again before the break. He threw from flat ground Thursday, four days after walking, more than he struck out. This according to the San Diego Union-Tribune. So they noted that – uh, Craig Stammen got the start the last time Snell was scratched, so maybe it's him in a, in a bullpen day today. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see on confirmation for tonight. But Musgrove Weathers will follow on Saturday, Sunday, respectively. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that's why I didn't <laughs> wasn't fully zoned in on what you were uh, just saying. No disrespect meant. Um, let's see here. Ben Gamble was picked up, and you know who the corresponding drop was there? It's kind of sad, Todd. Your mean Mercedes. Oh, I, I figure you're going to go like like uh, Oliveris or one of my guys. Hmm. Well, I mean Mercedes is you don't he's not unless you're in a a AAA league you're not getting stats right now, are yeah. you? You pretty much just have to drop him. So that's not. I probably shouldn't be surprised. But. Some of the blow, you know, with Mercedes, if you're able to be using him at catcher late, you know, for the back half of his slide, at least. You know, you're losing catcher stats. You're not using, you know, utility stats. So that that softens the blow a bit. But some of the, you know, some of the upstarts, uh, Adolis Garcia may maintain their their performance. Others, your mean Mercedes, have fallen off. There's just no rhyme or reason. We're going to try to think we know the reasons and, and and talk about draft strategy next year. It's baseball, folks. That just happens. Absolutely. I. Uh, by the way, I just want to circle back to Ranger Suarez real quick because you kind of said closer, then you corrected yourself. Do you not think that Suarez is the guy? Because I kind of no, no, I do. I don't know. I corrected okay. myself. They just. I, I, matter of fact, I, I, I doubled down. I mean, usage patterns are showing yeah, yeah. that he still. They just haven't had an opportunity since yeah. July third. Uh, last night's game, I think eight nothing Philly. Uh, the Brad Brad Miller blowout. Um, when the when Girardi stacked his lineup against Alzale with lefties, even though you know short short sample um, platoon, he left McCutcheon and Hoskins on the bench because because a rookie is getting right-handers out. That just doesn't mm. make sense. Um, it's like everybody says it's analytics. It's actually anti-analytics because the analytics says that's too short a sample to make that judgment to sit. Andrew McCutcheon, who's been crushing it lately. But anyway, the Brad Miller saved Girardi's bacon with three homers. Um, but the point being, in the blowout, uh, I think Norris pitched the eighth and Suarez the ninth. And that, even though they weren't a safe situation, that order suggests Suarez is still the closer. Yeah, it's a very ugly situation there. But I, another guy that you wrote up, uh, he wasn't picked up in the stake league. Bailey Falter was a guy you mentioned uh, kind of behind Ranger Suarez in your article this week. Again, that'll be up soon. But um, Bailey Falter, catch your eye lately. What uh, what do you like there? No, but again, uh, Philadelphia is one of the teams with two game, well, a doubleheader, an extra game next week coming out of the break. So I, I focused on those six teams. I don't know if Falter would have made the list. Uh, 5.17 ERA isn't going to catch anyone's eye. 1.15 whip is certainly is certainly good. He got crushed, Falter did, earlier this week. Uh, the Cubs lit him up for five runs. It's just basically he gives you length, 
bulk relief. So he's not going to in the three game series or three days. You know, he may pitch one of the three, but he may give you two or three innings. And in one four inning appearance, he fanned six. In a three inning appearance, he fanned five. He can, he can give you multiple strikeouts. Uh, the risk is obviously there because in that last outing against the Cubs, he gave up five runs in just one point two innings. But I don't know if he would have made the list had I not been trying to focus on the theory of Detroit, Minnesota, Miami, Philadelphia, and then the Red Sox and Yankees having the extra game. But um, sure, I mean, he again, the, the allure is a multi-inning stint. Taylor, I'm trying to be sure I get uh, – not Taylor, Tyler Wells for uh, Baltimore was picked up $0. Maybe he fits that mold too because uh, – he was Baltimore. Piece. He's in the piece. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He uh he was picked up by the the Orioles fan here, John McKechnie. But John, by the way, I want to give him some love because he just shot up to the number two spot. He's Leapfrog James. He is right behind Aaron Quinn in the stake league. So um I'm not gonna label this pickup as a uh homer pickup by any means. Tyler Wells in the mix to close or more just a uh it looks like he's mostly pitching lower leverage. Yeah, it doesn't have a hold yet. Uh yeah, doesn't have wow. a hold yet. But, he, I mean, he's just he's pitching well. We know the Orioles have been uh, siphoning through closers, Cole Sussler. Cole Sussler's the one I was thinking about, not that people care, that I missed out in Otno. It wasn't. It wasn't. Solser. Solser, yeah. It was, yeah. So he, he's the guy that I, I didn't bid quite high enough to get, uh, and we don't – I don't doesn't look I me mean, just as you think Hunter Harvey's going to get the job, he gets hurt again or doesn't mm-hmm. pitch well. So it does look like it's it's Cole Sussler, but uh, but Wells has been pitching well. Eh, I hate to use that. Wells has been pitching effectively. He didn't mean he, to. He, he, he made the list. That. He 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 made the list of 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 of, of pitchers to target. Uh, Baltimore is in Kansas City coming out of the break, so. It's a nice matchup, you know. Anything, you know, you one games you don't worry quite as much about matchups, but so even so, uh, four strikeouts in uh, against the Yankees, six strikeouts against the Rays, uh, a little less than a week ago. So he's been racking up the whiffs 49 and 39 and two thirds innings with uh, eight walks, which is good. Seven homers, you don't like to see that, but uh, against Kansas City, I'm not as worried about it. So Again, I'm not, you know, I'm well, Wells may be a pick a good pickup for long term, but again, the, the premise of this piece was uh, you got two two reliefs, you got two spots. You, you like to use your word waterfall. You waterfall a bunch of one dollar bids, and whichever two that you get are active next weekend. And just don't forget to to fab. I don't know two start pitches or another outfielder next Sunday night. Yeah, so Tyler Wells probably not in the mix to close, but he's a guy who in the short week you can maybe extract some value from. But a guy who could close and was on your list too, Anthony Bender in Miami. He was only he was a zero dollar ad, so uh, maybe I should have gone that route instead of uh, Heath Hembry. But uh, Anthony Bender, and I kind of liked Yimmy Garcia, but Anthony Bender has fallen into some saves, hasn't he? No relation yeah. to Howard Bender to steal your joke. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pitching buzz guy. Yeah. So, so Bender uh, picked up a save on the fifth, then Mm. blew a save on the seventh, but ended up getting the win. Garcia has been doing the job, but he doesn't, doesn't have quite the, um, you know, he doesn't have the job security for sure. You know, quite the dominant guy. Yeah, he had a pretty ugly outing. Sorry to cut you off. He had an ugly outing on July fourth. He gave up four earned runs. He right, which is it. what yeah, which is yeah. why what led to Bender. But the point being, uh, Miami has a doubleheader. Teams don't like to use the same guy twice. Not that Miami has a good shot of getting you know, of sweeping. Although based on their run differential, again, short small sample, weird things happen. They have the best run differential in the AL uh, NL East by far, and they're in last place. Their record in one-run games is just terrible. Um, maybe Bender helps that. So he, I think he's one of the, my one of my top pickups. Although because he got a couple of saves or opportunities, he's going to cost more than Josh Taylor or Tyler Wells or some of the other guys we're going to talk about. Yes, yeah, Star Platinum in the chat mentioned uh, Paul Sewald. Uh, Colin he's in McHugh. the piece. Yeah, Sewald is in the piece. McHugh is not, but I, I didn't mention everybody. But yeah, Paul Sewald made the made made the cut. Mm. So good call there. 
And he also mentioned David Bednar, who we've kind of talked about here there. And I do like him as a second half guy who could fall into some saves and also fits this mold that we're talking about of guys who, you know, quality, skilled relievers who could help in the well, your starters are off. I do like to get as many arms in there as possible yeah. when I can, just to not have not be taking zeros. Uh, Bednar hasn't pitched since the six, but he's been excellent this year. So yeah, I'm with the star platinum there on uh, David Bednar. Let's see who else. Uh, Tristan McKenzie was a zero dollar ad. Kyle Farmer, Zach Collins, Jonathan Luizaga, Ramon Urias, Orlando Arcia. So not a lot there in the, the one dollar, but well, Arcia's been playing for the uh, yeah Braves. That's an, you know in the, a short term pickup. Um, you never know. I mean. Playing a little outfield, mm-hmm. but you never know. Absolutely. Well, let's get into your piece here. Talk some more uh, high leverage arms that could help. You mentioned Josh Taylor in passing just a few minutes ago. Uh, him and Garrett Whitlock at the back end. Garrett Whitlock, a Rule 5 pick, has just been a gem find for that team. Usually you see Rule 5 picks kind of buried in the bullpen, but they haven't needed to. He's been fantastic. So. Uh, if you had a choice between Josh Taylor and Garrett Whitlock, which way would you lean? Oh man, I mean, can I? Why not both? <laughs> uh, they've both been ridiculous yeah. lately for the Red Sox, and they needed them. I, I mean, for the purpose of this piece, I suppose Whitlock. Uh, you know what? I mean, I mean Taylor's just crushing it right now. Uh, it really, I mean, it really is a flip a coin scenario for the purpose of this piece. Uh, I mean, long term. And even maybe, maybe you, if you squint, you can see Garrett Whitlock is a starter for the Red Sox over the second half, depending how things play out. Although I, I, I think that they're uh, they're still hoping Garrett Richards finds it, and they're giving him a lot of time over the break to continue to work on reinventing his repertoire. But um, I'm gonna, I'll you know, if if I, I guess if I you know, all right, which one are you gonna have higher up on the list? I suppose. I'm going to put Whitlock higher up on the list, but it's it's really the same. Yeah, it's kind of close. I uh, I had Whitlock in labor. I think my team's doomed, but I didn't help myself by dropping Whitlock after I had him for a while. But I had to make room for some pitcher coming back, and I was you know struggling with the choice, and I made the wrong choice dropping Whitlock because he's continued that excellent run he had uh, going early in the season. Let's look at your uh, other pitchers you have mentioned here. You kind of mentioned Lucas Lutke earlier, also with the Yankees. He was the one Yankee reliever here not picked up uh, in the stake league because you mentioned Green, Lutke, and and Jonathan Loisega. So uh, the Yankees barely over 500, but, you know, aside from Green, the the bullpen's been – or not Green, aside from uh, Chapman, the bullpen's been uh, pretty solid. Overall, so uh, I don't think we can count count the Yankees out of it just yet. Oh no, no, absolutely not. No, I, for, for, absolutely not. Um, Lucky is he's struggling lately. So again, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, what have you done for me lately? I can see why he wasn't picked up on a short term basis. Yeah. But even within this little bit of a struggle, the peripherals are there. It's just that's what happens with relievers. So uh, I think that again, he he made it because of the the four game angle getting that extra opportunity but um lucky just a journeyman but he's just he's found himself in the back end and and he's the strikeouts and that that's the key is is um 45 and 41 and two-thirds that's pretty good you shined a light on former fantasy darling joe jimenez i know he was banished to the minors for a while but Did we lose both of us? I lost you. You were frozen where I was shaking my head. Mm, yeah, for me, you were gone and I was gone. So maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe the uh, the internet, I think, just slow. Rogers Green says it's pronounced Litke. I thought it was Lutke, but okay. Maybe he's maybe because he know. got up. Maybe he got maybe he got lit up. So or maybe he's saying he's lit, and he's making a pun. Or he got uh, lit. Like the he got lit. He's been getting lit this week. I see. I see. 
Uh, Buck Farmer, you also mentioned that Detroit bullpen, not something I spend a whole lot of time right. on. Well, they 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 got the the, the attention because of the two game uh, or doubleheader next week. Yeah. So as I mentioned, Jimenez, well, Jimenez actually, um, if you take away, they're there. You can't take them away, especially if they were on your team. But he gave up eight runs in his first three outings. Ever since then, he's pitched to a 3 ERA and 1.17 whip, albeit in 18 innings. So he has pitched well since then, 21 strikeouts. Uh, but the walks are still kind of high. Again, Jimenez would not have made the list had it just been, you know, 15 starters, uh, 15 relievers to pick up after uh, for the break. But um, because of the fact he's on the Tigers and to fit the strategy aspect of it, he and Buck Farmer both. You mentioned Kyle Farmer, the red shortstop, who's been actually kind of quietly, I don't want to say crushing it, but he's solid. I mean, he's he hasn't sure, been someone should be better. They should have somebody better. But all things considered, there he's Kyle Farmer isn't doing horribly. Been a bit of a, a heater relative to what the expectations were over the past month. But sure, Buck Farmer uh, was sent down after a terrible start to the season. And, uh, you know, selective endpoints, uh, 1.86 ERA and 0.83 whip over the last nine and two-thirds, eight, eight, eight appearances, nine strikeouts along the way. Um, his history portends a fall-off, right? So picking up Farmer is just sort of is buying into the four-game strategy as opposed to three games with a better pitcher. But I'll probably have him at the back end of my waterfall. Uh, I, I prefer a better pitcher in a three-game series than a lesser one in four. But since I'm just going to be stringing $1 bids, he'll be included. Nice. Nick Sandlin was a guy I tried to pick up in labor last week. Just not somebody I know much about, but just saw what he was doing recently and needed an arm. So had a bid in. I think I got outbid. I know I did, actually. But as you note here, since May 15th, a 104 ERA, 115 whip. They, I know they've done dealt with a ton of injuries, but they continue to churn out some gems there on the pitching side there in Cleveland. So, yeah. Nick Sandlin, the latest name, right? Not pitching in, in particularly high leverage scenarios, but who cares, mm. right? The strikeout in the sixth inning counts as much as the strikeout in the eighth or ninth for fantasy purposes. Uh, Cleveland visits Oakland coming out of the break. You like the park, uh, you know, it's just there. You can run into a Matt Chapman or a Matt Olson, or you can run into a home run pretty quickly, regardless. But sure, Sandlin is somebody who um, I'm looking. He will definitely be on my list. Yeah, he's been issuing some free passes, a 13.5 percent walk rate, but 36.5 percent K rate for Sandlin. 23, 24 years old. Yeah, uh, looks like he was a second round pick in 2018. So. Pretty quick rise for him. He has not given up a home run yet, so that's good to see. Uh, yeah, interesting arm there. Nick Sandlin maybe can help you out uh, in the short term. Let's see who else you got here, Todd. Uh, you mentioned Paul Sewald, maybe Phil Bickford. Uh, although you did throw out a warning that they, they're in cores after the break. Yeah, Bickford is, is a weird, weird story in that the, uh, the, the Brewers – just, I don't want to say gave up on him, but they released him. But he had pitched two innings in the major league and given him like six runs, showed nothing. I think the weird part is, you know, not so much weird, the interesting part, what did the Dodgers see? The Dodgers must have seen something to put in a – you know, they didn't even wait for him to clear, and they would have had one of the final choices. They The Dodgers picked him up. Well, no, the NL gets him first, so he hadn't made it to the AL yet. But the point being, the Dodgers claimed Bickford, and they were, mm -hmm. they were pressing it because he, uh, you know, again, we were talking about their starting pitching. They needed that. They they ended up needing the help, and he's just been he's been nails for the Dodgers, and is someone to look at. But again, Coors Field. But like I said, in a one inning, in a one game scenario you're not nearly as worried about the field even if it's course field than one than you are if you were if it was a long-term pickup finally the last guy i wanted to ask you about was uh 
Eloy Jimenez, man. We uh, got word he's beginning that rehab assignment. I actually was looking already at Fab and noticed him in a few leagues. So don't know if I'm going to be able to get him, given how much Fab I have left in those leagues. But uh, rehab assignment begins today with high A Winston-Salem. And, uh, yeah, I think you have to keep expectations somewhat in check. But it, don't you think Eloy – Needs to be picked up where he's been dropped. Oh, oh, for sure. Okay. And we doing a tout this week's tout table was on the players most likely to make the biggest uh, effect influence on the standings after the break. The <laughs> the players currently on the IL. And I should have said other than Mike Trout, although I did ask players, making it plural, but some people think they're funny and make the point of just all they write is Mike Trout. And that's their answer. Uh, do respect that. Uh, yeah, that helps. Uh, that, that, that serves the purpose of the piece. Th- thanks guys. Uh, and, and gals. I know that I know by doing that, they are making a point that it's Mike Trout and nobody else, but eh, you know, share a little something, something. Anyway, the point being Eloy Jimenez was mentioned by a lot of the touts is uh, as somebody to, to take a look at. And I uh, agree. I dropped him in a in a in an NFBC offshoot uh, keeper league, high stakes keeper league. His contract was running out. Um, I needed the reserve spot, and um, uh, regretfully so. Although I don't think I'm going to be competing this year, so it's not going to end up hurting me. But yeah, it's I, he is coming back, and got to feel they're going to have a spot for him. I'm saying tongue in cheek. They just they being the White Sox. Just released Adam Eaton, right? Yeah, they've been DFA. using Jake Lamb in the outfield. So, yeah, Jimenez will. Gavin will, Sheets. Yeah, uh, Jake Berger is someone I'm interested mm. in. Uh, uh, there's not enough players named after delicious foods that I shouldn't be eating, but uh, Jake Berger is one. Uh, number scouting looks really good. A little old for the level, but it looks like the kid can hit, and he's been doing so thus far. But anyway, right, Jimenez. Is he an all-in bid? Is he a leave yourself just enough money to make marginal bids for the rest of the season? I think if you're behind and you need something up to that effect, I think he just might be. Don't cripple yourself, but what, there's around 10 weeks left, leaving $50, so that's $5 a week in the NFBC is probably enough to get by because you're not going to need it every week. So, you know, the all-in being X minus 50 I can see him being uh, that sort of bid. So behind Trout and Eloy, among guys who are on the IL, who will be impactful in the second half. I know you don't love the word impactful. Yeah, I did all I um, could to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but behind those two guys, do you think Chris Sale should be in that conversation? Because I know he was – I saw he was throwing 95, I think, in a bullpen at Fenway. They say he want, they want him at five to six innings. So I know he kind of previously speculated that, well, he could maybe do his rehab with the team in the bullpen, but they want him back to a full starter's workload. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I, I started my answer, trout sale, blah, 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 woof, woof, okay. woof, as, a, uh, as an homage to Lar, who uh, used to love blah, 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 woof, 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 was his kind of expression. <laughs> so I, I'm not above putting something in there for three people to recognize. Lar's the best. Now, now four. Um, yeah, but the other player that I mentioned, maybe you were going to get to him, as far as you know, category impact, if you will, is Alberto Montesi. Now, yeah. as, Vlad, as Vlad Sedler points out in a, in a subsequent answer, can't trust his health. So, but to me, he because of the singularity of the category and the fact you could be at a at the bottom of a bunch of teams that are tightly bunched. He could make the biggest uh, move for you. And the team that has Montessi in a redraft league probably is not doing very well in steals. And maybe they will do well if they get Montessi, but depending upon where they are, you may be able to pick up in a trade. Like, like, like you know, Vlad was insinuating, not insinuating, like he was saying, it's still a risk. Will he, will he get hurt again? But uh, Montessi has shown that he's able to – perform like the day he gets off the IL. He'll probably run his first opportunity just Ooh. because that's what he does. Um, so I think that's uh, – Mondesi was, is an answer to me. Shane Bieber was mentioned uh, in a few cases. Carlos Carrasco 
was uh, th- kind of the purpose was to to remind us of of the Carlos Carrascos uh, that that are coming back that can make uh, that can affect the standings down the stretch. Um, looking through it, just seeing some of the other names, don't see a whole lot now. The, the piece just was just um, put up. Maybe we'll get a few more names. Um, I was actually going to write that this is going to be my topic this week was uh, players coming back. Then I realized and uh, or remembered on Rotowire we've got an entire injury page. So while I could have pulled the names and reiterated what's on that page, I thought it would be better to do something a little different with the relievers. But there's there's a yeah. bunch of a bunch of players Noah Syndergaard coming back after the break that could uh, don't forget and could help teams out. Yeah, and this is kind of cheating, but Kyle Schwarber, that's a pretty obvious one. He that run he had in June was just so wild. Um, also, we almost made it through the whole show without mentioning Brad Miller's three homer game. Yesterday. No, no, I mentioned it. Oh, did you? I'm sorry, well, man. You you were you were you know honestly. I was distracted. There was a yeah. No, we were talking about uh, talking about um, Suarez closing. I okay. mentioned that Brad Miller, Brad Miller won last night's game eight to nothing. Uh, yeah, I with, must with, have with, been tabbing over. Oh, I said stuff. some of the some of the most smart things you'll ever get. It was podcast of the year quality, and here you are doing other work. Spacing out, doing other work, and the internet's been a little shoddy. So again, I apologize to all of you out there for that. <laughs> uh, uh, but Brad Miller seems to always do this, but he's kind of quietly been really pretty good over the years. I mean, OPS over eight hundred each of the last three years, so he's bounced around a lot. But Brad Miller is kind of underappreciated. He's a Derek Cardi special. Yeah, a lefty well, I'm gonna, I don't want to. <laughs> commit to anything, but he's the guy I'm going to reach out to about Sunday. Maybe we can talk about the Blitz. The yeah, we can, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can double up. Uh, yeah, for sure. Now, this year, actually, he's a righty masher, not a lefty masher. He's sort of the inverse or the same <laughs> principle. Just so people realize, you know, uh, splits are often, platoon splits are often overstated. He's a mm-hmm. lefty masher. He's a righty masher. Uh, you're, you're supposed to enjoy the platoon advantage, some hitters enjoy a larger platoon advantage, but unless it's over five or ten years, it's still not to be considered real when you get down to the nitty-gritty of statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miller's always hit righties better, and he's been around long enough that you can you could work it into your your judgments that he's going to hit right-handed, right-handed better. And he went out there and he slugged three home runs the other night. Yes, and Ellen Adair celebrates, but um, great well, stuff. She, out of she, she was able to celebrate because her, her man, JT Riamuto, stole home. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm not a – obviously, I'm a Reds guy, but um, – Oh, I thought Phillies, you were going to say you're not an Ellen Adair guy. Oh, I, Ellen's great. <laughs> but uh, it just uh, – you know, I'm not – I don't root for the Phillies, and I kind of – Kind of have it out for the Phillies, frankly. Uh, no offense to Ellen, they dare. Uh, looking forward to the Reds playing them again later. Hopefully they can stay above 500. I know, man, Jesse Winker has been struggling lately, but they yeah, still uh, love what the Reds are doing lately. The Red Sox have the Phillies this weekend. Oh, nice. Well, that should be a fun interleague series. Anything else on your mind, Todd? I know we got to do the uh, – well, we're doing MLB Network Radio tomorrow again. Hope you can join us on on the channel. Yeah, no, anything I, uh, you want to mention before we talk again? No, oh, just uh, I don't. I can't imagine any of our. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but if any of our listeners are uh, taking in some Cape Cod League action early next week, I know. A lot, I know you won't be going, but a lot of the Rotowire crew will be heading to Las Vegas for uh, the annual uh, get together. I will be spending it on the Cape. It's not in my budget. Uh, but a, a trip to the Cape is, so I'll be catching some Cape Cod League ball. I'm hoping oh, all this rain uh, forces a couple of day games next week. There's there's no day games. I have to check the schedule. We're only at night. But um, if you happen to be at the Cape, check out my Twitter feed, and we'll figure out what park I'll be at and say hello. And uh, I'm weird in public, but you know, I, 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 I I'm tall. I I'm shorter than I sound on a podcast. But um, you're not that weird. You're not weird in public. Type. Oh yes, I am. I am. But you, you really are. <laughs> oh, yes, I Good am. stuff, Todd. Really appreciate it. Always great talk with you, man. And uh, look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Hope you Absolutely. all have a great all-star week. Talk to you soon on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by 
win bet. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.